Welcome to episode three of the PJ Party Podcast with Jenny and Paul. Ball toucher. What? <laughs> we got that explicit E and I'm so stoked that we get to swear. We can swear as much as we want. So I said fuck a bunch last week. I'm going to start off by saying, if I may, ball toucher. <laughs> That's not even a swear word. No, but I wouldn't say it on the radio. Unless I'm pretty I was sure like, you have said that on the radio. Yeah, in, a, in terms of sports, I was always like, man, did you see the pitcher last night? What a great ball toucher. <laughs> he touched that ball right over the plate. <laughs> the joys of a podcast. Yay. This is so good. So good. All right. So this episode, we are going to be touching on... Balls. Uh, bromances. <laughs> bromances are on the rise, and it might be so detrimental to your species, oh, Jenny. fuck that. I know. It's so I fucking hate stupid. the word bromance. I, I wanted to go away and die. I hate that word. What was the one, though? Estromance? Estromance? That's not a thing. For women? No. Yeah, you could just... No. You have a friendship with someone. That's it. Yeah. <sighs> We're also going to be talking about uh, family dinners. Is this a thing that still happens in modern day society? Do modern families still have family dinners? I assume everyone just shovels food in their face on the couch while they watch old episodes of Star Trek, like me. We'll get to the bottom of it. Um, Also, this is a thing that comes up, I'd say once a month, just everywhere, is that it's impossible to buy a house in this town for most human beings. Yeah, so we're going to be actually talking to, well, uh, kind of like an expert guy Mm. on the phone, and he's going to give you the proper steps on how you can actually buy a house, and it is possible. Mm -hmm. And also, if you heard, there was a big uh, Comic-Con that's coming to Victoria in 2018, the Capital City Comic Convention, which is going to bring a lot of fun and excitement to the city. So I was there for the announcement and uh, came back all giddy and riled up about nerd things, and that'll happen. So uh, here it is, episode three of the PJ Party Podcast. Uh, I showed up to work on Tuesday after having a weekend just filled with anxiety. You know, all these thoughts were starting to formulate in my head and I was, yeah, just kind of slowly becoming a tornado of anxiety. So on Monday night, I um, was just one big panic attack. And uh, in the morning, I got to work and tried to just kind of walk it off. Um, But if you struggle with the same thing, it's really hard to. I wasn't able to do the show, unfortunately. But what I was really fortunate about was going up to, well, first of all, Paul, he was so supportive of me taking the day off on top of that my boss boss man johnny i'm just so thankful to work at a place that takes mental health seriously uh, i'll be yeah talking to someone about um, my anxiety and panic attacks which i'm really looking forward to because i'm just sick and tired of having anxiety as a, a thundercloud over my head when i'm trying to do work that i really love and then i found out that that day that i took off was actually mental health awareness day which <laughs> was a, a weird coincidence that i took my own mental health day on mental health awareness day if you are struggling with the same thing there's a reason these professionals exist and they're there to help you that's their job you don't need to be embarrassed about it if you're thinking or you've always thought about asking for help make this the time that you go and do it today in the afternoon zone it is the first day of the new rule for bc ferries where you're not allowed to stay in your car during the ride unless you ask for the upper level that's right and here now is exactly how you should make that request Hello, where are you sailing today? Uh, just over to the mainland, please. Vancouver, Sawasan. All right, here's your ticket. Oh, and uh, please may I formally request an upper decker? <laughs> Sir, I know the joke you're trying to make. I've seen Urban Dictionary. I know the definition. If you don't know the definition, you can text Paul and Jetty at 250 475 
Yeah, they'll explain my gross upper decker joke to you. <laughs> the beauty of a podcast is that we can actually talk about what an upper decker is without people having to earmuff their kids. Here is the definition of an upper decker straight from Urban Dictionary. While at a respected friend's house, retired to the restroom, stealthily remove the lid from the back tank of their toilet and steady your cheeks directly above it. Begin defecating while trying to keep as quiet as possible. When finished, wipe all the remaining fecal spatter from your anus and hide the used toilet paper in the cabinet under said friend's bathroom sink. When the toilet is flushed by the next user, the bowl will be rinsed with your feces. A firm stool will cause repeated minor fecal rinsing while viscous soupy stool will flush out all at once filling the toilet thus causing flushing until clean water is present in other words someone drops a deuce in the back tank of a toilet and then it's hell from then on out today the uh, pittsburgh penguins visited the white house because they won the stanley cup last year and that's like a tradition you need everybody's got to go But, you know, it's been in the news. Some teams, Golden State Warriors, have decided not to go because they don't like Donald Trump. The Penguins decided they were going to go. They put out a whole statement saying, listen, we're going to respect the institution of the office of the president. It's a long tradition for the championship team to visit the White House. We've done this with previous championships. We toured the building with George H.W. Bush and Barack Obama. And so we've accepted the invitation to attend again this year. Try to keep it nice and smooth and, like, keep really politics out of just a nice little tradition. You can imagine the backlash, right? People were like, not good enough. It's not good enough to just go. This is Trump. This is the most divisive president ever, ever. He's a bad dude in a lot of... Bad hombre, sorry. In a lot of cases. You know what I mean? You got to stay something. You got to do something. You can't just go and pretend like everything's cool. So... They went today, and they didn't just pretend like everyone was cool. In years past, Sidney Crosby, up front and center, right? Like the last time he went was with Obama. Front and center, hands him the Stanley Cup to check out, presents Obama with like a, like a uh, honorary jersey with his name on the back of it and all that. This time, Crosby, as well as some other prominent members, are in like the back of the row, back of the, of the group photo, trying not to, you know, be front and center. And then Trump tries to call up Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby, where's Sidney? And it tries to call him up. Like, come here, come here, come up here. Sidney Crosby doesn't move. Right? Doesn't come up to the front, doesn't come up, shake his Man, hand. can you play? Sidney, do you know how to win or what? Look at him, he's shy. He's not shy. Do you know how to win or what? Just didn't want to go up. Great. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, Twitter said nothing about the visit. The official NHL Twitter said nothing about the visit, which is totally different from years previous. So they went, they like grit their teeth and they went, but by the looks of it, they weren't stoked about it and they didn't have a good time about it, you know? You can't make them have fun at the White House. Uh, did you have a, a nice Thanksgiving? I haven't talked to you since uh, this weekend. Yeah, great Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Wonderful Thanksgiving. Awesome. I love Thanksgiving because it's all about the meal and that's all I want to do is plow food. Yep, that is true about you. Right. Um, on like Monday, I went to my boyfriend's mom's house, mm-hmm. which was so lovely. And it got me thinking about, you know, like everyone coming together and eating food at a table and how I don't do that very often and how much I actually really love it. It's nice, right? It is nice. 
See, I'm one of those people who every day I either don't make food for myself and just eat out, or if I ever do make food for myself, which is a rare occasion, I just sit in my bed and watch Netflix <laughs> by myself, right? Or like with my boyfriend, that's it. No, same. I make sure that like I have like a good coffee table situation because my coffee table in the living room is the dining room table, really. I like, you know, get on an episode of something on Netflix and then, yeah, you're just like eating food in front of the TV. See, that's how I, I see it for a lot of people, but maybe it's just people around our age. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's still common to like get a family together and, and have dinners every night. Is that something you do listening? Okay, because we were talking about this today and Caleb from down the hall is like, yeah. who needs a kitchen table? Even if you have a family, nobody eats dinner together. Everyone doesn't want to stare at each other, chew. This is it. We don't have families. You and I yeah. are like practically orphans yep. wandering through the streets like raccoons eating in <laughs> dumpsters. But like, do families still do this thing where they gather together every night, talk about your day? How was your day? Was it a good day or a bad day yeah. around the family dinner table? Is that still common? Because as I said to Caleb, I was like, so what do you think families are doing? Just taking a scoop of spaghetti and running off to their own separate rooms? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is how the, like, the modern family is eating dinner. Is it? it could be. Hmm. I would love to know, though, if you actually have sit-down family dinners, yeah. why you think they're important. I personally, if I cooked food, I had like a regular schedule where I'm home by five. Right. And I can cook food and I had someone to cook for, I think right. I would love to have family dinners. Uh, yeah, that's what I said too. Like, it, mm. it feels like a nice thing to do still. Totally. Yeah, and that's why I love Thanksgiving so much is getting all the family and all the friends together and having a nice conversation over a meal is just something so beautiful about it. I know families that it's the law that you have to be home for Sunday dinner. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, all the kids all live separately, live across the, you know, like the region, whatever. But if you're not home for Sunday dinner... That's serious trouble. That's it. You're grounded. <laughs> so I think that family dinners are extremely important. Mm -hmm. And I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and we eat dinner together every single night. And our plan is to do it right through until our kids leave for school. Every single night. Wow. wow. Good for you guys. Every single night. We sit down, and every single night we say what our favorite things were from the day. Oh, and what? we talk about the things that my daughter learned in school. My son tells us stories about preschool and his friends and what they did. Oh, I That's love so nice. that so much. I uh, heard about a thing that uh, a couple, this couple of people I know, they do, right? Um, where they do, like, I think it's called Rosebud Thorn. So you talk about your favorite thing from the day, a new thing from the day. I think that's the bud. And then the thorn is like something that annoyed you or like the crummiest part of your day. And you just like kind of every day they get home from work and they at least do the rosebud thorn. And that's like kind of their decompress and talk about the day. And then they kind of just leave it at that too. Right. Yeah. So they like they get off some stuff off their chest about the day, but it's all framed positively and they can kind of connect and you know, uh, be each other's safe place to land and all that. And then that's kind of what the dinner table is for you guys, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is we think kids are just way overscheduled these days. Yeah. Mm. And so I think a lot of people do dinners on the fly because they have to get to hockey practice and yeah. the pool and skating and this and that. And you're basically just an events coordinator and you're a <laughs> chauffeur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your kids never connect with you as a person or as, like, a mom or a dad. And so if we are committed to doing dinner together every single night, it's also a way of us committing to not overscheduling our kids and letting them have time to be kids where they're not programmed. Like yeah, I was actually going to ask about that because, yeah, growing up with me and my sisters, we were that 
crazy family that would just like run around and we never had time. So we would make our own dinners. And my, well, my mom was a single mom too, right? So she's just like running around and driving us everywhere. And I think, yeah, if we made dinner a priority, we probably would have had a lot more calm, <laughs> calm lives for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I also know that my kids are, like, eating vegetables every night. And <laughs> You're witnessing eating, it happen. Right? They're eating whole foods, and they're eating foods that we cook them, and we know that they're having, like, healthy nutrition on top of it all. So I think there's so many benefits. Let me ask you one more question about this yeah. nightly ritual. What is on in the background? And, I mean, like, is there a TV on? Is there music on? Is it silence? Is it just the sound of your voices and the cutlery hitting the plate? <laughs> Every once in a while, we have music on, but the TV is not on at all. We also yeah. don't take our phones to the table, Yep. so we can't be distracted by that. But as I said, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old, so silence is not really a reality in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but some nice, like, dinner music plays softly. Yeah, sometimes we do that. We listen to a lot of the Moana soundtrack because I have a six-year-old daughter. That's my favorite movie! We were actually just talking yeah. about that today. I love Moana <laughs> so much! <laughs> but yeah, no, generally, we just talk. Yeah, we saw family dinners. So uh, is that an every night thing? Yeah, we do it nightly, and um, either I make the meal or my husband makes the meal, and we all sit around and talk with our two kids. Yeah, do you make the kids do, like, other chores? Like, it's a, you know, someone's got to do the setting of the table, and then someone's got to do the clearing, and then the dishes and all that? It's not that strict. I mean, they're eating tanks, so we're teaching them that. They definitely take their plate off the table, and sometimes they help doing the dishes. And are you a family that, uh, like, kind of puts in table manners and makes sure that they uh, eat a certain oh, way? Oh, yeah. Or? Manners are important. Do you know what I wish I would have learned more of? Because I'm not a very good cook right now. Uh, not very inspired right. in the kitchen. So I wish that I would have been around more while the cooking was happening, you know? Just learn a few things. Right. I kind of just, you know, this past year or so upped my scrambled eggs game. I mean, that should be such a basic thing. <laughs> That I was making, like, just crummy, terrible scrambled eggs all my life, and now I know, like, a real trick to it, and I'm petting the eggs. That's the trick. Did you know that? No. Yeah, you do it yeah. in a bowl first. You scramble Good. them in a bowl, you put them in the pan, and then you just pet them with a spatula. Shush, 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 just scramble, right. just scramble. You just pet them and whisper them. Shush, 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 <laughs> That's how you make good scrambled eggs. I'm serious. <laughs> Don't let Gordon Ramsay or Jamie Oliver tell you some <laughs> crazy thing like, take them off the heat, put them on the heat, put them off, off, on, on, buff. No, you just pet them and you go shush, 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 And just whisper sweet nothings in the egg's ears. That's right. Scramble, yeah. scramble, <laughs> scramble. And then the other thing, too, is you take them off before they're actually all done. So they're still a little bit oh. jiggly. No, I'm serious, because they'll cook on the plate still. By the time you get the plate to the table to start eating them, they finish cooking and they're just so nice and moist. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. See, I learned something new. Little bit. Don't be eating raw eggs and calling me back from the emergency <laughs> room now. Right. He told me they just cook on yeah. the plate. So I just cracked an egg on your plate. <laughs> How good is this, Jen? A new mm -hmm. um, analysis prepared for the CRD has come out and said that it is a dire situation for renters who want to become homeowners. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I don't know if I'll ever be able to be a homeowner in my life. Well, is it the study points out that it's a significant jump to make the move from rental to homeownership. Yeah. You're already paying so much in rent. How are you supposed to save off a down payment? Exactly. Down payments are into the you know, tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars themselves. You're mm -hmm. supposed to save that up and then take on a big mortgage. That's like the peak of your debt um, that you could get even for the households. Yeah, I feel like if I ever want to magically buy a house in Victoria, I'd have to be rich, which is just not a thing that's going to happen for you have me. To, yeah, fall or, into a hole in the woods that's magically filled with money. Exactly. Um, um, otherwise, it's moving to the old PG for me. 
Here are some ideas, and you let me know if you think these will ever come to fruition and happen. Okay. Huge subsidies, right? I guess what, the government pays you a bunch of money to help, or sale price discounts would be needed for most people. And we're talking about, like, again, tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> that they would just have to give you to go and maybe they want to have a government-funded hole in the woods with money in it. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. To help people buy the houses. Yeah, it's a rough one out there. Oh, man. If you got any ideas, you can always let us know. I don't, like, yeah, I don't, aside from yeah, borrowing every penny you can from any family member who's nice enough to maybe lend you some money for a down payment. <laughs> yeah. Get them in on the, you know, put them on the title as well. That's what I did. It's like, yeah, my dad owns half my place. Oh, really? Yeah. Big investment for him and I have a place to put over my head that I don't have to light money on fire every month for rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a rough one out there. Dire. Brutal. It's officially dire. <laughs> so I loved your message, Curtis. Thanks for t- chiming in here about it. And you make it sound like, you know, you should do whatever it takes at all costs to get into the market and buy that first house. Well, I think so. I think people don't realize actually how important it is as a life goal uh, to own and be a homeowner. Uh, each month right now, pretty much in Victoria, um, rates for ownership is going up about five to $8,000 a month. So the home or property you don't buy today is only going to be more expensive tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I think it's important that people realize that. Uh, people have, a, I think, a fallacy that there's this great bubble or something's going to burst. Yeah. Uh, and it's just not true. More people are moving here to Victoria, and it's only becoming a a more expensive place to live. So if it's within people's capability to do that, uh, I definitely highly recommend they do anything they can to get into the market. Tell this story that you texted in about the two brothers. Sure. So I had some clients contact me from Vancouver, uh, and they are two brothers that are coming to university. They had looked at what rentals were, uh, and they both had realized that they were going to spend so much money over their terms uh, getting their degree that they decided to purchase a place. Uh, We got them a unit uh, just off of uh, Shelburne near the university, and uh, they sold it earlier this year after being at UVic for three years, uh, and they made $100,000 on the sale of the property. So each of them finished with a degree and walked away with about $50,000 each. Yeah. You said, you know, there are things you can do to really scrape together what you need to do? Like, what do people are doing? What are some of the more kind of creative ways people are doing and getting into the market? Well, I I think the reality of today is that most people will ask for some kind of help. It'll either come from their parents, uh, relatives, or, uh, you know, other family members. Um, And, you know, I don't think it's something to be embarrassed of. You know, when our parents purchased homes, it was a significantly different world. Uh, so, you know, I think it's one thing that parents would be very healthy, happy to help their kids with uh, is to help them get a down payment. And, yeah. uh, you know, there are mortgage options. So definitely speak to an advisor um, and get a realtor like myself uh, here with Remax Camosun. Find a realtor, someone you trust uh, and work towards it. It is attainable. Don't believe the news. Uh, all houses aren't $700,000. <laughs> we'll find you something good, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Curtis, thanks for spending a little time with us, man. We really appreciate your insight on this. Yeah, no worries. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that I think more people should actively look at doing and uh, get out there, talk to a mortgage advisor, find a realtor, uh, and just start the process. Today on the Afternoon Zone, you know, Halloween's coming up, and Jenny's been doing a ton of ghostly walks, right? That's right. So, uh, spooky laugh? Spooky laugh. Ha 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 
<laughs> but, uh, but, but who was that? Who was that? That was me. I was it wasn't me. It wasn't you. It wasn't a ghost. It's Paul and Danny's spooky mystery. Why is she in goth? Yeah, it's Jenny. Paul's not living at home, so there is no Gary. We don't know what's going on. It's Paul and Jenny's spooky mystery. Yeah, where is Gary? Yeah, where is Paul? Why isn't he at home? He misses Gary, but it's still Paul and Jenny's spooky mystery. Yeah. Um, so some big news in Boy Scouts. Uh, Boy Scouts of America is now allowing girls to join Boy Scouts. Right. And I believe this is a thing that's already been happening in Canada, actually, because my sister was the first girl to ever join Boy Scouts uh, back in like the early 2000s, late 90s. Seriously. So it is a thing that has been, you know, kind of increasing in popularity. But um, yeah, now it's official that any gender... And people who identify as a as a boy, like transgender, it's also open for them as well. So yeah. uh, I think that's a pretty big step for them. I think it's great. I think it was only a matter of time. Once we all kind of, you know, got on board with just this like non-birth assigned gender, you know, the, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like once we're all on board, it's game on and having a thing that's girl scouts versus boy scouts. And we even have in Canada, right? The What do we have? Brownies and then what is it? Uh, yeah. So there's girl guides oh, and girl then there guides. is now girl scouts and boy scouts. Oh, guides. Yeah. Yeah. Right, guides, guides. Yeah. And here's the thing, too. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. Those things, I think, are so important. And you were mentioning, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you were, I thought it was crummy, even that uh, the Boy Scouts versus the Girl Scouts, the things they would learn to do seemed very, like, traditional gender role Well, yeah, it's changed definitely in the last, like, 25 years or, or however long they've been around. But um, there are, yeah, kind of, you know, gender-specific roles that were put in place right. back when they first started. And it has been changing since then, which is good. But, I mean, things like the sewing badge you can only do in Girl Guides. Right. There's no sewing badge in, in Boy Scouts. And that was part of the reason why my sister wanted to join Boy Scouts was because she got to make these really cool things. Yeah. Uh, she like got to do woodworking and make these little like cars that they had races with and it was just way more exciting for her so she decided to do that instead. See either way like yeah of course little girls want to do things like that. Number one everyone should learn how to do all the scout things put yeah. peanut butter on a pine cone and make a bird feeder and whatever. Learn how to build a fire there's so many good things there. The woodworking stuff is so good but also like, as a young dude, I wish I learned how to sew. Mm-hmm. Like, how many yeah. times do I, like, split my pants and wish that I could darn it myself? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Ted actually just texted in, and I think that let's just have scouts for everyone and yes. not just have, like, gender-specific scouts. Yes. I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's an interesting discussion because then you have girl guys, so I guess it would be guy. Then does it also transcend into, uh, this is reaching a little bit, but, like, how women have issues with guys being at the gym so they have girls only gym i know that we have a co-ed gym but there's still that issue with uh guys being creepy in some ways i guess and that's why there is the women's only gym so would that be kind of something that we would have to worry about with kids i guess not so much Mm -hmm. kids don't have to worry about those kind of things i don't know if that's a good correlation or not well so i was gonna say is like yeah it seems like probably what they should do is just have scouts non-gender specific just everyone's welcome kind of thing and you know kind of to your point about a women's only gym i don't know i feel like especially since all of these things are kind of pre-puberty do we even need a separate girl guide one is it the kind of is it the correlation like you say between the women's only gym i don't think you need that because it's 
usually, usually past puberty that we start needing to separate uh, men and women based on physical traits or whatever, for whatever yeah, reason. Hormonal. Hormonal yeah. and physical things. And like you say, guys being creepy, which kind of stems from, you know, like a weird sexual thing or whatever, you know, just yeah. body differences, which is, you know, where the, the difference between the sexes really lies is between their physical traits. So I think especially prepubescent, and they're just learning how to make a bird feeder and sew and get their archery oh, yeah, badge and whatever. Let's just throw them all in. I don't think we even need girl guides. Yeah. Let's just do like non-gender specific. It's just scouts. You're going out there. You're guides. Oh. You're beavers and, yeah. and and sparks and whatever, right? Just like let's kind of do an overhaul. We're kind of past this, you know, gender specific, heteronormative gender role traditionally you know, split for children. So let's knock it off and let's just have it all just everyone's welcome. I agree with that too. And I know that a lot of um, like scouts and girl guides, they go on camping trips and, you know, if they want to, you know, split the genders up there, like they can do that within the, sure. the group. I think also socially that would be better too. I think people would be more accepting of each other. That's yeah. true too. Because yeah. I remember, yeah, growing up as a as a girl, it was like, boys are gross. And, you know, you had that kind <laughs> of like, yeah. like yeah. I only hang out with girls because boys are gross and I don't know what sex is yet and bye oh, what's your name all right jamie jamie thank you so much for calling in no worries Have all a right great day. you too bye. bye so jen today this morning i went up bright and early and i went down to uh cherry bomb toys my favorite place i like that place um and uh, they announced this morning it's quite exciting that they're going to be doing a uh comic-con here in victoria oh fun yeah capital city comic-con is gonna be called uh, I don't know too many other details or whatever, but it was a nice little hullabaloo they did down there, and it was great. And um, hopefully when we get closer to the actual event, we'll know if, like, there's, I don't know, celebrities or, yeah, panels. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Comic-Con, I would love to go to the big San Diego Comic-Con and just, like, nerd out about all the, they always show the trailers before everyone else gets to see them and stuff. You need to ask the actors questions and stuff. It's fun, right? Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen here in the Victoria Comic-Con, but... It's interesting that it's coming. Do you have a favorite comic? Do you want to tell me a bit about it? Well, I don't know if I have a favorite comic, but you know what I did love today? There was uh, this guy dressed as Kylo Ren, who's the bad guy in the new Star Wars movie. Now, I really like Kylo Ren, but the thing about Kylo Ren is that um, he, in the new, no, First Awakens, he had a smaller cape. He had like a, like a cape about like, it was like a I star. feel like he will just like talk about this for hours. We're going to be here for like half an hour. Him just describing his costume. He's a 32-year-old man, you guys. How, he's still going. He's still going. No, yeah, we're going to be here for a long time. So I'm just going to slowly fade him out. Just fading him out. And we're just going to go. We're just going to go to commercial here. We're just... We're just gonna go to commercial now. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Thank you. Excited! I gotta, I gotta play poker tonight. You are playing. So uh, yeah, Friday nights for the boys playing poker. That's happening at at work. Yeah, but doesn't it start before our show is over? Jenny are, West in the afternoon. Uh, no! So we go playing poker. The, that's the reason I didn't sign up was because it was during our show. But it looks like you're just gonna take off and play poker for half of it. That's You've got a lot to learn, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and you know you do. <laughs> uh, super big thanks to Sabaytai as well because they're bringing a bunch of food for us to play poker. Oh, great for you to enjoy. I'll bring you some golden cups. Come on. Great. But. I was reading this article yesterday in the province newspaper. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous article. So stupid. About how this equally stupid study came out that has said that bromances are on the rise. 
to the level that it's becoming a legitimate lifestyle choice that dudes will just choose to forego relationships with women Hang, I'm talking heterosexual dudes. Okay. Hang out only and live with, make financial decisions, form lifelong pact agreements to live forever with their best bud, pal around for life, mm-hmm. vids and poker and drinking beers and pizza boxes everywhere for the rest of their life. And this is bad news for women. Sorry, ladies, because dudes are going to abandon you full, full wholesale mm-hmm. and you'll be left lonely and barren and no... You know they're gonna. There's never. They're never gonna live with you ever again because you're just so naggy, and that's why. What? Okay, I'm serious. Who wrote this? <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. This is gonna be the death of the species. Is the bromance? Oh. Because, and women will be left alone, and they'll be used only for sexual gratification. Oh my gosh! You because know it's what? so easy with Tinder now. You just get sex from a lady, and oh then you my. get every other human companionship from your. From your bud and your bros. Oh my gosh! Okay, so I'm I'm reading this right, and this this study was actually a guy who just went to a college and interviewed a few guys, and his conclusion <laughs> was that they don't want girlfriends; they just want to bro out with their bros, eat pizza, and just leave the women for hoo ha business. Which uh, you know what they can do; they can just do that. That's fine. You know, I me personally, I don't want someone who is like that and right. thinks that I am just a constant nagger. So yeah, you you guys go hang out, and I'll do my own life. Let's pretend that this article and study isn't complete malarkey. <laughs> Let's imagine a world where dudes really do f- put so much stock into their bromances. Mm-hmm. That they would choose, and you know what? Look at not a bad lifestyle choice. If what you want is a is a like a just a dude dude hetero relationship, and that's how you live, and you have maybe girlfriends, maybe not, but you don't live with them, you don't make financial commitments with them, fine. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do the same. Even, yeah, girls can do the same. I'm gonna thing. go live with my best friend, and oh. we're gonna do the exact same thing. How does that sound? Okay. Then you know what? Since they both agree when are doing the same thing, then that'll be fine. You know, if everyone's happy, right? You know, I'm hanging out with my best friend. We're living together and just, that's our little relationship. Exactly. We'll figure out the procreation thing. (laughs) Procreation pods. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Such a silly thing. Um, So taking calls, I'll line to open, join the conversation. (laughs) Would you bromance or womanance with just your friend forever after and not hook up and do marriage? Taking calls, calls are open, lines are open right now. (laughs) Hey guys, I was just listening to your conversation. Uh, mm. I already told my wife, I'm like, if we ever get divorced, I'm never doing this again. That's it. I'm done with marriage. It's just a one-shot deal. And uh, yeah, for sure, my best friend up in Kelowna, he already knows I'm moving in, right? My wife calls him my second wife. Yeah, right. You know, it takes a lot to live with someone else, man. You got to understand them and deal with them and just life decisions. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm done. Me and my best friend, we're out. We'll be skiing, hanging out, partying. <laughs> done. Number one, your wife must have really like taken that as like a nice romantic assurance. Oh, hey, she knows. I, I'm, I'm straight <laughs> up with her, right? Yeah, She's right. my only love, right? That's yeah. it. I'm going to yeah. love her and that's it. If it doesn't work out, I'm not doing it again. And I think, too, you know what, as silly as this article and study is, once again, it's like, if that's what you want to do, if that's the lifestyle choice, if that's becoming more socially acceptable, then yeah. why not? Mm-hmm. Dual yeah. income house, you know what I mean? You get a you get a total bro pad forever. And same, yeah. women can do the same thing if they want to just team up for, as a financial strategy, right? And you have this beautiful, pristine, lovely lady house. 
You know yeah. what? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Why are men and men and women first since the dawn of time banging our heads together? Oh, now I gotta have a man cave and keep out of my garage. And you know, did you uh, mess up the shower towels and whatever else? Right? Because we're just yeah, men and it's women, crazy. slightly different. Okay, well let's just live separately then forever. Exactly. Oh, Paul and Jenny, what's up? Yeah, I, was, I can comment on this bromance thing for Go you. On. Please. There's this whole new world out there where single parents are taking over. And I'm a single dad, same with my other friend, and we run a business together, and we're going to be buying a house together, and we're going to be single dad in it together. Wow, I love that. And in a world where it's impossible to do things on your own, like single dad, man, like, I can't afford a house. I can't afford anything. Oh, never. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's cool. I envision a world, too, right, where I thought about this, like, um, say, like, there's, like, a gay couple, right? It could be two ladies, two men, whatever. And what if, like, single parents moved in with them? You know what I mean? So, like, it's a whole big family. What about that? And now we got three incomes in the house. Or it could be any combination of orientations or whatever, but, like, three parents, three sets of cars to drive the young ones to soccer practice. Right. I really, I really think that our world's changed to the point where, where everything's possible now and you can come mm-hmm. up with all kinds of different living situations. I'd love to see like a dorm style living situation in Victoria for these people that are just working. Like they're not single parents. They're just single people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love to see like a, like a large dormitory style where like they all eat together and it's, it's affordable and like that, like we need a, we need a, a mixture of stuff around here these days. Nothing, nothing makes sense anymore. It's not mom, dad, and a family and a house and a yard. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You're right. It I mean, does. Hey, again, don't get me wrong. It sure. If it works for you, but I find it few and far between these days. Today on the Afternoon Zone, you know, I was uh, just taking my boots off, you know, my outdoor fall, outdoor weather shoes and changing into my indoor sneakers. And it made me feel like Mr. Rogers. You know, I started singing the theme song and everything. And I think we're just going to talk about that all day. No, uh, it's Friday the 13th. That means that we have to talk about spooky, scary things, Paul. No, Mr. Rogers. No, spooky, scary things like ghosts and blood and murderers and things like that. Uh, do you want to know what? I think probably we can mix the two. So many people have asked me, do you ever get mad? And of course I answer, well, yes, everyone gets mad sometimes. The important thing is what we do with the mad that we feel in life. A few weeks ago on my way home from a particularly tough day at work, I stopped to see my two grandsons. Their mom and dad weren't there, but the boys were there with the babysitter in the backyard, squirting water with hoses. I could see that they were really having fun, but I felt I needed to let them know that I didn't want to be squirted. <laughs> Spooky music. Yeah. Because it's Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> so Friday the 13th, I mean, it doesn't really necessarily have to do with ghosts and spooky things. It's just, you know, considered an unlucky day in Western superstition. Yeah. Are you superstitious? Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit, no. Yeah? Okay, no. well, well. Here, here's an example. Uh, today, from Denmark, there was a plane that uh, was numbered the 666 flight, and its destination was H-E-L, hell. <laughs> and it left on the 13th hour on Friday the 13th. Would you take that flight if you needed to go there? You needed to go to Finland's Helsinki? Helsinki? Helsinki. 
I want to play along with you. So, no, I would never. I would be like, can I please, can you just change me to a different plane? Oh, my God, please. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And let me guess the end of the story, Jen. What? This plane clearly crashed into a side of a mountain, right? Burned. Right? No, or it like, was fine. Everyone was fine. Oh, yeah, no. Everyone right? was oh, great. It was a great just, plane. Uh, they all had a nice oh, meal on oh, there. Oh, there was peanuts out yeah, there no, on there was time. No, there no snakes yeah. or anything. It was everyone, fine. The stewardess or let you just keep your whole can of Coke, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, everything was fine. Um, but, of course it was fine. <laughs> That's but, why I'm not superstitious. Okay, listen to this, though. Sienna is on the line and had something really weird happen to her. And guess what day it is? Friday the 13th, Paul. Yeah, I was in my um, in my condo, and I heard a loud bang on the roof, um, which is weird because I'm on the top floor, and I never hear anything from the roof. So I didn't think anything of it. It freaks my cat out, but um, I just went about my day, and then I just went out on the balcony, and there's like a dead robin <gasps> lying there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I know, on Friday the 13th. Oh, and so my I'm, I'm kind of spooked. Oh, my <laughs> anyway. gosh. So it just like fell from midair? Was there like a, a wire above? Your, your house or something oh. like that? No, I'm pretty sure it was dropped by like an eagle or a raven or something. Oh, boy. Oh, uh-huh. that's a great way to start off your day. Oh, yeah. Holy super great. I wish you luck today and I hope Thanks. nothing else bad happens. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out for like 10 minutes and then I'm going to stay in my house and lock myself inside. There you go. Yay. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Explain that, Paul. Explain that. I can't. It's clearly the devil did the robin to her. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Thanks for listening to the PJ Party Podcast. Yeah, thanks a heap. Thanks a mint. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends, please. Download us and subscribe on iTunes. Or wherever you get your podcasts. And listen to our show oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. We do the afternoons on The Zone at 91.3 from 2 until 6 p.m. And call anytime. We love hearing you chime in about stuff. All right, bye. Bye, y'all.